1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I,
3: I don't, don't know. Would I know just, how I would you know it was a BL it. if it didn't have the obnoxious sound effects? I feel like that's not <laughs> even a K-drama thing. That's just a BL thing. The obnoxious sound effects are like... You It's like you need to have that if you're going to make a BL. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Lovecast, the BL podcast. I'm your host, Alexa, and with me are my co-hosts, Pixie and Kayla. Hey. hey. So we have a lot to talk about. All things can portion today's episode. We're going to be going into all of our thoughts and feelings about the series. Uh, But before we do that, we do have a little bit of a tea time um, and we wanted to touch on this because it is relevant to today's topic and also just the kind of thing we like to touch on in general. Um, But the other week there was a bit of a controversy that popped up with Build, who plays Pete and Ken Porsche. And essentially what happened is people had found some previous comments that he had made i think it was eight years ago something around that time frame online um where he was saying some not great things in regards to like sexual harassment sexual assault women in general um and that kind of came to the forefront i think like the week or so before the finale was set to air um, and made its way around the online circle. Um, and it led to Build coming out and making a statement about it um, and Beyond Cloud coming out and making a statement about it. And then Build also saying that he was going to take a little break from being online and, and working and kind of just reflect on what happened leading up to the, you know, they have the concert and stuff in a few weeks. So he basically decided to take a break up until that point. Um, But yeah, we just thought it was something we wanted to touch on and kind of share our thoughts about the situation. So, Mm -hmm.
4: yeah. Yeah, so people have been on two sides of this issue. (laughs) Um, There are some very strong opinions out there. And I think a little bit of that is because Pete and Vegas, um, they are a controversial couple to begin with because of the storyline. And people are really on two sides of this storyline. And I think some people are so offended by the story and the characters that they sort of went looking for this to have something to pitch about. Um, but at the same time, like, okay, it was when he was in his 20s. Um, it was a while back. um But he still said those things, and that's bad. Yeah. Um, At the same time, I don't like you need to give people second chances, like literally give them a chance to fix themselves. If you're just going to cancel people for whatever they did, whatever, how many years ago um, you are. uh, You're not giving people a chance to grow. And that's exactly what you're bitching about, that they they haven't, like, they're childish or they're wrong or whatever. Give them a chance to write it. And he did put out, like, a uh, uh, sorry that he, he, like, discussed it by himself and he regrets saying those things. And, like, there's nothing he can do about it now, but... It, He wouldn't say those things today.
3: Yeah. I think it's always hard when situations like this come up because reading them at face value, it is very hurtful to read those things coming from Mm -hmm. an actor that you might really like or have looked up to. Um, And especially if you are someone who's female identifying or were a victim of sexual assault, you know, I I can understand why that would really change your perception of him. But I do think especially when it comes to statements that are being brought up from years and years and years ago. Like it kind of reminds me of, we talked about previously the situation with Alice Osman and their statements about mm-hmm. BL kind of like you, mm-hmm. you pull these things up um, from eight That's years ago in this case mm-hmm. and you know, they kind of make their way around the online circuit and kind of just grow way beyond Control, I think if that makes sense. And I think, you know, from what we've seen of Bill and from what he said and from what Beyond Cloud has said, you know, to the extent that we want to trust those words, this is not something he, this is not who he is anymore. And he Mm -hmm. doesn't exhibit this type of character, isn't saying these type of things. So um, I do think there's an element of understanding that people grow and change over time. Um, mm-hmm. and the things that he said when he was twenty aren't going to reflect in every case the person that he is now, and mm-hmm. especially we hope in that case that they don't reflect the beliefs and and thoughts that he holds now, so I do like agree with what you said, just like giving people a chance to show that they've grown from the things that they've said in the past and mm-hmm. um, taking their actions that they're exhibiting now to apologize and make up for that into mm-hmm. account is very important. But at the same time, you know, we can't, like, sweep we, everything we, under the rug, Yeah, don't basically. forget about it.
4: Like, yeah, don't forget like, that it happened.
3: At those, in the same way, you know, the the extremes on two ends of the spectrum, it's like, oh, uh, build is the worst person ever now versus build has done no wrong ever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like both of those are harmful in different ways. Yeah. So I think it's just about, you have to have take all of the context into account and kind of make a decision based on all the different factors. Mm -hmm. It Mm can't just be taken at face value either way, I think, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense.
0: Yeah, it's like you always want to hope for the best for people and that they're going to improve and better themselves over time. And I know that like being in the type of like, incel forum type of mindset that it sounds like he was talking speaking in mm. at that time it's like hard to get out of that mindset mm. um but if there isn't anything recent that he has said that aligns with what he said in the past then there's really nothing you can do about it yeah. other than yeah. just trust that he changed and see that Hold he him
4: does if he does it again
0: yeah and i feel like my main takeaway is just like why are we worshiping celebrities yeah (laughs) worshiping celebrities is like i feel like it all comes back to
3: that on either side yeah. yeah because it's like if he wasn't on this pedestal in the first place it wouldn't be like your world is falling apart if this had happened. And at the same time, you also wouldn't feel like you have to defend every single thing he's ever done. So it's like putting these people up on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and, you know, acting like they can do no wrong and, and, and thinking as if they've never done any wrong. Um, It always kind of, I think amplifies these situations because when we realize that they fucked up in the past, then Mm -hmm. it, blows up to an extreme proportion.
4: Mm-hmm. I'll say mm-hmm. this, like, the BL industry has really, at least, like, lately, been forcing awareness on these actors and forcing them to realize um, more and and being more mm-hmm. aware of these things that they might not, like, in their... Uh, when you're growing up, with the group you're around, you might mm-hmm. not like get all these impressions, but working on a BL, seeing the fans, hearing the discussions, getting feedback, all that is forcing these actors, directors, whatever companies to um, reevaluate their beliefs and and understand better um, that we're all people. True. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: I agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, so you know,
3: obviously, make your own decisions about how you feel about Bill based on how the situation impacted you. But yeah, I think we kind of just wanted to put our two cents in, as we love to do here, um, and kind of just you know give our insight on the situation and how how we interpreted the reactions to it. Because I think that was one of the the biggest aspects of it is the way. The fandom kind of just went to two extremes of the spectrum and and it was it was a lot it was a lot to take in at the time yeah okay so moving on into the meat of the episode we're gonna start with discussing our initial thoughts and feelings after ken porsche finaled on saturday um I honestly, like, when it ended, I just kind of, like, had to sit there for a while, and I feel like this is a very common sentiment, like, what am I going to do with myself now on Saturdays? Because, like, even though there's other shows going on and such, it's, like, Porsche Saturday. Like, Porsche was the Saturday event, so it just felt like this very empty feeling. Like, the past Mm -hmm. 14, 15 weeks counting the breaks is, like... It's all come to an end. It felt very bittersweet.
4: Mm. Kind of like you don't want it to end. You don't want to watch the last episodes just because you don't want the whole journey to end at all. As long as you haven't seen it, it hasn't ended. It's not over (laughs) in your brain, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just watched the finale yesterday, so I feel like my thoughts might not be fully fleshed out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just for an initial reaction, I loved it so much. Like, I loved yeah. the finale. Um, and then we'll obviously get into the rest of the series. But just my general impression was that I thought it was really entertaining.
3: It was a shit show, mm-hmm. but it was an entertaining <laughs> shit show. The good kind of shit show. There's, like, a good yeah. and a bad shit show. And I feel like Ken Port was yeah. definitely on the good side. And, you know, I mm-hmm. do think it it just, like went to a place that no other bl has gone before and for that it's just like put puts itself in like a different plane Mm -hmm. almost
4: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i what really struck with me with the whole series is like the the um, attention to detail and the like Mm -hmm. expensiveness of it Mm -hmm.
3: yeah the Mm -hmm. the production value was up there Mm -hmm. and they (laughs) they they made use of their sponsors money that's for sure yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's really visually just like beautiful to look at and of mm-hmm. course i appreciate stuff like that like the sound lighting even like mm-hmm. set dressing costume design all of that stuff like really makes a difference when you're telling a story so i appreciated mm-hmm. that they went so all out
3: with everything yeah. And I feel like when you're telling a mafia story, like having that level of opulence really helps like get you into the story. Because, you know, compared to like some other mafia stories that may be going on right now or that we've seen in the past that kind of have a similar theme. um, I just think you get way more immersed in the world and the dynamics because it feels like you're actually in there with, like, the budget and the lighting and the costumes and everything, like you mentioned. So I think it really helps immerse you into the story. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So talking a little bit about the plot and execution. So I was curious. I put this in my notes because I didn't want to forget about it when uh, we, we got into this. I remember when, like, the first two episodes came out, Pixie, you said that you were, like, very off-put <laughs> by, like, the comedic elements in the series and that, like, yeah. you didn't know how to feel about it. So I really mm-hmm. wanted to ask you if, like, that changed over the series or how you felt about it in the long run. No,
4: like, that's the one thing that really, like, just grinds me by the whole thing. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it just is... But this is a problem that type BLs have as a whole. There is too much trying to um, do what, like, K-dramas do with the sounds and the... I, I just... I hate it. They are overusing it so much. And could they find a different way to make the comedy? And and I'm just, like, I can't get over the goldfish or whatever. Koi fish. The koi. <laughs> I, I just cannot get over (laughs) those poor fish that they like took out of the water just to film that scene. Yeah. Just real
3: fish. Poor fish. The semantics of how that scene was filmed, you know, once it came out that they were real fish, that was
0: that was Yeah, you can see them
3: like
4: struggling for breath. And I mean can they just like make like some gummy fish or something? I don't care. Have some fake fish at least. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's no, like yeah, we I, just that talked that about like the opulence <laughs> and <abuse>. the realism,
3: <laughs> but that's taking it a little bit too far into the. They were supposed side to be dead,
4: so when you have like two fish, they're like struggling for breath in in like outside of the yeah. pool. And they're supposed to be dead uh, like it takes out the realism and like yes it's supposed to be a little bit comedic and whatever but i just like poor animals like that's yeah. pure abuse you cannot tell me that that wasn't just abuse that was not like controlled uh, whatever animals no
3: <laughs> yeah you know that just with, with an animal like fish you can't like control that in the way you can with like a dog or yeah. a, an animal that can be can trained in that train kind of way a fish so,
4: to like be yeah. out of water or whatever
3: <laughs> i know you know like i know they released a statement about it after the fact because it did like garner some attention and people were bringing it up and like mm-hmm. They said they had made it as safe as possible, but it still does yeah, not sit. Right. It doesn't sit right. They said something about how long the fishes were out of water, and I don't remember the exact number. But yeah, I think that was definitely a thing that I was like,
4: <laughs> it doesn't this, matter. this should not, not have out happened. out of the water. <laughs> water. Like, what the fuck, dude? Mm. I yeah. think they didn't mm-hmm. think that fish were important enough, and they didn't think that people would react.
3: Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I'm I I don't disagree with that. Um it's funny that you mentioned K dramas because when I was thinking about the comedy in this, I was relating it to some K dramas that I have watched that kind of have the similar like the main one I thought of was the K drama Vincenzo, which is also mm. like a mafia themed drama and I feel like the way they mixed the comedy in was very similar and you were like, I'm tired of the K-drama comedy being like brought into Thai BLs. And I was like, I kind of like it. Maybe it's just because I am so used to watching K-dramas, but there's definitely some elements of it that were like a little over the top for my taste. But overall, like I enjoyed the comedy for the most part. Um, like the fishing would definitely be an example of like, and that whole reaction to it of like, where I was like, yeah, this is not really my taste, but Some of the other, like most of the other comedy that they worked in, I like genuinely found funny. And I was like, maybe it's just because I am like a K-drama watcher. So I'm like used to that style of kind of slapsticky K-drama comedy.
4: I just wish if they're going to go for a dark mafia thing, can you just like let it be a dark mafia thing without putting silly sounds or silly music into it? (laughs) I mean, you can make something comedic without those things like it's not normal, especially like here in Norway, we don't put sounds like that to our stuff and we do have comedies and whatnot without that. (laughs) You can make it dark and dark funny without making it like, yeah, I I don't know. know, How would you know it was a BL if
3: it didn't have the obnoxious sound effects? I feel like that's not even a K-drama thing. That's just a BL thing. The obnoxious sound effects are like... you. It's like you need to have that if you're going to make a BL. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a horse mm. noise when someone's referencing their dick, then like, is it even a BL? Like... Is
4: it even a BL? Yeah.
1: Mm.
3: I, I was very skeptical
0: of the how comedic it was at first uh, because I didn't expect there to be really any comedy at all. But after time it honestly grew on me and i was really into it um but i think that's partly because i love tankoon's character Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i just feel like a lot of the they use the comedy to like break up more dire and serious Mm -hmm. parts of the Mm -hmm. show as kind of like okay we tortured you this whole time now we're going to (laughs) let you have some peace and then torture you again so it was like it was a good break from all of the crazy stuff happening Mm -hmm. um but i don't know i don't really think it was too much as someone who was skeptical that it would be too much at first i don't think
3: it ended up being Mm -hmm. too much Mm -hmm. i thought they had a good balance
4: i just don't think it's my thing i really don't that's
3: valid yeah, no, no more comedy for Pixie. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> curious too if you'll much ever comedy.
4: like honestly. <laughs> there's too much comedy. Just
3: I'm curious if you'll ever find a BL that like does not try and work those obnoxious sound effects in in some way. Men
4: or Death didn't have them, did it? I guess
3: that's true. I can't remember the I can't like remember. details. Details, but.
4: And the, yeah. uh, um, the, 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 um, God, my brain is freezing, but like the one uh, until we meet again, didn't do them either. Right. Mm. They might've had there some was, in their like, more like comedic Yeah, there, there was like a little,
3: yeah, but it definitely a wasn't as bit, bad as a, little bit. a typical yeah. BL. But, like, yeah.
4: I, I tend to like go towards like series without, like my favorite series all have none too little of those sound effects and it just takes me out like I couldn't it It annoys me
3: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, Pixie did you
4: read the novel for this at all I haven't had the time I really really want to read through it and I've read I think I read the first few chapters I just couldn't get the time to read more
1: Yeah, but it's really
4: the things I did read were really good. But I don't know how much they changed. Mm -hmm. From Mm -hmm. I think they changed a lot, though, from what I've heard other people say.
3: Yeah, I followed like some like a lot of people in our Discord have read it, and it does seem like they changed a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. From the general consensus, a lot of people seem to think that the changes were for the better. Um, But I was like. I don't know if you had the novel reader opinion that we could kind of go in because you're typically the yeah. one among us who reads the novels
4: for the series. Yeah, I wish I had the time to go through it. I just haven't. But I, from what I heard, like the novel is very dark. The novel mm-hmm. is very, very dark and, and um, aggressive at times. So I think like for adapting it to a show, you need to change it up. Um, yeah. So, like, obviously, you have the comedic stuff put in there. Because Kun in in the novel, from the pages, like, that I read, like, it is, like, he is a little bit, uh, yeah, he's gone through some stuff. And Mm -hmm. he is a little bit not right there (laughs) in the novel as well. But they haven't made it, like, in the novel, it's not, It doesn't come off as as much as the TV it's not as over the top you know Mm. it's just like kind of sad that he's been through that much and he's just a a little woozy in the head because of it I wonder how
3: much that makes me wonder how much of like the way Kun specifically was characterized came down to like Tong's interpretation because I feel like a lot of the mannerisms and um, aspects of Tan Koon that might have, like, elevated his character feel, like, very much Tong in their portrayal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I would be curious to, like, com- to know, like, how much of the characterization came from, directly from the book, from working with the directors, from the actors' interpretation of the, the characters themselves and mm-hmm. kind of how they mingled that all together. But...
4: Yeah. I did see someone complain about how they did the scene um, where um, um, where they are supposed to hire new bodyguards, mm. and Porsche uh, has all these like old people and like people that don't fit. Like it makes him seem really insecure. But in the book, yeah. he actually um, fights. He has a lot of like bodyguards and he fights them all and wins all o- over them all to show that like. There's no one better than him. But Mm -hmm. here it's just kind of like he's jealous and and insecure. So he gets like the lousiest bodyguard (laughs) you can think of. So I I, I do agree with people complaining about that. That that wasn't really a good choice. For like it doesn't fit his personality at all. He is not that insecure. And yeah.
3: Yeah. I definitely think... They they definitely made if if novel um, Porsche isn't super insecure. I feel like they definitely brought that out more in the series. Like mm. thinking about when they were snooping for information in Kim's room, him and Pete, and he was like going through his old phone. He's like, "Oh, you're such a slut! Like you slept with all these people and things like that." So <laughs> oh I feel like they definitely put more <laughs> elements of like. Sorry, Blueberry <laughs> wants to contribute. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is, he, oh. is he okay.
4: <laughs> oh. He was like, I don't know what happened.
3: He needs mom. He was sleeping
4: oh. and he just oh. suddenly
3: buddy. He's so cute. Um, but yeah, he can he can he can Blueberry can give his opinions as well if he feels like chiming in. Uh, <laughs> oh, um,
4: yeah, he's just yawning. <laughs> 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 this is true. Um Kim
3: Porsche is rated 21 plus. Uh Blueberry has not been is not allowed to watch the series no, yet actually. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. I I think like if if novel Porsche is like not meant to be jealous, then I think that they definitely put a, put a lot more a little bit more jealousy into series Porsche, but mm-hmm. it's an interesting comparison. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall mm-hmm. I feel like um there definitely were some things I think they might have changed for timing, like Heather suggested, like with, um, especially towards the end of the series, I think maybe um, they kind of move some things around for timing, like with that and the Vegas Pete story. But yeah, I'd be curious to like, I always say that I'm going to read the novel and then I never actually do. So I'm not going to say it again this time, but <laughs> I, I would be curious to like see some more of the comparisons between the two.
0: Yeah, I was um, gonna read the novel I like downloaded the app and everything and then mm-hmm. like more stuff came out about the authors and I was like I just don't care about them and yeah.
4: don't want to support them yeah, yeah. that was it is that an expensive novel it is <laughs> and I yeah. do think the authors are a little bit yeah I, I don't know I haven't yeah. read too much about and, it so and I'm not gonna comment
3: <laughs> I think of the Bible translation, the Bible translation, not the the book of the Bible, <laughs> um, but the, the translation Bible. that Bible was doing. um There's still only one part out, isn't there? Isn't isn't yeah, there the only like the first part out of four
4: coming out soon? Oh. Or yeah, has so just come out. I'm not entirely sure.
3: Which is like understandable because I don't know how that man would find time to translate things between all of the stuff that the cast is doing. But
4: and it's yeah. a good translation too from. The stuff I've read, like, that's good. It's not often to see that good of translation. I but mean, yeah, he's it's basically become like the Ken part.
3: Porsche cast interpreter at this point, yeah, translator right? at this point. Yeah. Him in and, and Perth, if he's there. So mm-hmm. hopefully he's getting, you know, compensated for that. <laughs> um, okay. So, Probably what did you think like about you. <laughs> you said it, Pixie. I wasn't going to say it, but you said it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The, so, there's been like, I feel like the biggest thing that has come out or been the talk of the whole show since it ended is like the points that they inserted in the finale that could potentially set up for season two. Um, like, the whole thing with like Portion Shay's mom is shady as all hell. Like, Portion Shay's mom is like that whole situation with her um, was very shady as all hell. And the situation with like Corn is he telling the truth or not what was his younger brother the head of the minor family whose name i can't remember um what was he gonna say like before corn shot him in the head and things like that so i feel like a lot of people feel like they've left a lot of things open enough to continue like, diving into that aspect in season two. But I'm like, mm-hmm. do we need a season two? So I'm curious about what you guys think about it. <laughs> mm,
0: I I definitely think they set it up for a second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are just so many loose ends that they mm-hmm. never got to with the backstory. And I feel yeah, like even right earlier, true. even earlier in the series, like, whatever happened to that one female spy that was oh my god yeah um that kicked that porsche's was ass in the... i guess was talking to vegas's dad i don't did mm-hmm. we ever even find out who she was talking to yeah, who she was plotting no. with there's just there's just a lot and like something is off about porsche's mom clearly yeah. she had like, like she... final
3: shot of them <laughs> when they were hugging her and she was just like I don't even know what her facial expression was, but yeah, that, that shot was something.
0: I made the joke that they might've lobotomized her (laughs) because, (laughs) because why else would she, I don't know, why would she be acting so emotionless? Even if she couldn't remember
3: what happened or
0: who her like sons were. I feel like there's still a lot of emotional things that happened in that scene, yeah. like literally people dying. So <laughs> literally someone <laughs> got shot in the head right in front of her. Um, but
3: yeah. I've also yeah, seen the, the twin theory. The only woman
4: in the show doesn't know how to <laughs> act.
3: <laughs> no, not the only women because Queen Erica in the finale was yes. like the true MVP. <laughs> mm but (laughs) she's probably the woman who has had like the most screen time and she like has not had any lines, but yeah, I've seen, um, a twin theory going around that like their actual mom did get killed and she's like her twin that. So yeah, I feel like there's a lot of plotting that corn has been doing and I feel like they're clearly setting him up as like the big bad of like the whole thing. Um, and a lot of a lot of commentary yeah. about how like this series ended with everyone right where he wanted them so that he could manipulate them. Um so yeah. uh. I do definitely think the setup is there. Um and I feel like there's still a lot of like character backstory that we haven't explored into. Like we talked about before mm-hmm. we started recording Time, Tem and Tay, how they were like non existent this season. And then, of course, there's like Porsche who had, or Kim Shea who had their open ending. Um, so, yeah, I think the setup is definitely there.
4: Can I just say, I really, really hate it when companies do that. Production companies <laughs> <laughs> set things up. Like, because it's gonna be another ox- 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 oxygen. <laughs> They're gonna, like, Come out like half a year from now with an announcement. Sorry, guys, season two is not happening. Like,
3: hopefully, what? not if they have have Miles' uh, credit card funding everything. Yeah. <laughs> His credit card bounces. Sugar down.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um... I still am like, do I even want a second season? Because yeah. even though there's all these loose ends, we, like Pixie said, <laughs> have seen mm-hmm. um, things being randomly canceled or it's just like turns out like, I don't know, Thresh. every second season of every yeah. show ever. Yeah. yeah. My I second mean, season the loose ends, is always
3: there.
4: The loose ends that are there right now, are, is it enough of a story to have a whole Whole second season.
3: Yeah, that's my thought. Like yeah. another fourteen episodes. I don't know if there would mm-hmm. be enough to, unless they start pulling things out of their ass, which is then like, <laughs> then like you know, can we trust the integrity of the story is still kept the same if they start adding in random yeah. plot lines? Suddenly to make it they are enough. giving
4: us like a special episode or a movie or something like that to just <laughs> press more money out of people. But I I do not think they have enough story to do a good season 2 and that will just ruin the impression of the whole thing it's like the um, that's my fear too uh, that season 2 of um love by chance mm-hmm. yeah. or the reboot or whatever you want to call it like it's, yeah. it ruined the whole thing
3: yeah it did it's kind of yeah. like I just want to be able to love season one without having to attach a bad season two to it and have it bring my feelings about the whole thing down.
4: Yeah. 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 Season two don't have a good record. Do not get me started on the two moons. Uh... Oh. <laughs> I have no words for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, season twos are never... Like, especially... In BLs and Thailand season 2s have not worked out because they don't have no. a proper plan for it. They are mm-hmm. just like seeing, oh, this earned money. Let's do season 2. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: No thanks. Yeah.
3: And I just feel <laughs> like We're fine. Beyond Cloud, um, this is the only thing we they've done. And this was a great production, but... This is the only production they have, so who knows what their future future works will look like. I feel like with not having any past productions to compare to to know how mm-hmm. a follow-up might go or what kind of budget they might put into a follow-up or any other like comparisons from their production company to go off of. It's like truly mm-hmm. like a gamble of it could go any which way if they did a second season. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure. It's definitely there, but I don't know if I want it. I feel like that's <laughs> my my summary. <laughs> I yeah. I would kind of just like rather have some loose ends but still have the season overall feel whole than mm-hmm. go into something else. Okay. Yeah. Um so talking about the directors and the direction for the series as a series as a whole, I feel like we kind of touched on it in the beginning like talking about the production value. Um, but, you know, the series had three directors in Comb, Pepsi, and Pond, and from what I remember, they had kind of said that they both, they're, all three of them had, like, different aspects of the series that they kind of specialized in, like, whereas one person was specialized in the action, another was in the romance, and then, like, Pond was a screenwriter on top of the director, um, and I feel like that really improved... like added to the overall production of the series Um, and watching a lot of the behind the scenes, I feel like you could really tell how much thought they put into the directing choices they made and, and the things they decided to include and the things they didn't. So I, I really have to give my hats off to them because I think that the three of them were a big part of why this production like came out so well.
1: You should celebrate yourself every day.
0: One thing I really loved about the directing was all the choreographed fight scenes. Mm
4: -hmm. They were
0: so well, like, done so well. And this kind of goes into Mm -hmm. acting, too, because they had to learn the choreography for the fight scenes. But I thought they were executed so well. Unlike, Mm -hmm. say, Golden Blood. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
3: my God. Oh that was that was a show yeah (laughs) that's it
1: It that was a show (laughs) yeah
3: i remember watching um like one of my favorites is probably the first fight scene with porsche in the bar when like he first meets Ken and they're fighting um but the scene where pete and porsche are fighting after um porsche gets out of like the jail cell and is gonna run away to vegas um i remember watching the behind the scenes for that and like how they choreographed that and you know, um, by or build and Oppo talking about how they filmed for like hours straight in this like basement with like negative ventilation and stuff like that. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that was another amazing one and just kind of like really showed on the screen like how much work they put into it. And I think that was another one of my favorite like of the choreographed action scenes. It came out really well. But Yeah. yeah, I just think the direction for this was like like really up there and I know that the directors are involved in some other upcoming projects in the BL world so that makes me excited to see like what their other productions will look like yeah 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 I feel like we can't talk about Camp Porsche without talking about the music um the OSTs oh. <laughs> I feel like I don't know if I'll say it, definitely some of the best music that's come out of a BL. Like, obviously, Why Don't You Stay by Jeff is probably like, one of the best OSTs that I've ever heard from a BL. But like, honestly, all of them. um, And even like the instrumental, like there was instrumental versions of Free Fall that would play during like the love scenes or like the emotional scenes. So like, even down to that being worked into the show as well, I just feel like the music was like, it was up there in terms of, like, BL, OST, and music production. Yeah, really good. Um, Free Fall, the English
0: version, is, like, the second song on my repeat <laughs> playlist. And I think it's going to be on my Spotify raft as one of my most yeah. listened to songs. Because I, I listen to it multiple times a day. Um, and then Jeff's OST, as soon as the chorus hits, His it, voice. like, hits me in the chest. Like, his voice is just like like <laughs> it's like a wave
3: yeah oh. it just mm-hmm. takes over and i think it's the way this song was produced too like the chorus feels so yeah. full it literally feels like it's washing over you and you're like mm-hmm. caught in these like feelings and emotions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i thought yeah you were I, I,
4: I i i <laughs> sorry i'm I'm a little bit unfocused because my dog is playing with stuff in the background but (laughs) yeah music for me i i I enjoy music and i have music really like gives me like feelings and it's really important for me in shows that it's the right ones. but at the same time i'm very like music is it's just beeps and boops and, and i can't explain it more than that <laughs> other than i really like the music choices i really like the music in this show i thought it was great but just i have no boops. more thoughts than that <laughs> boops <and> boops.
0: <laughs> no it's hard to describe why you like a song sometimes it just
4: yeah. it sounds good like mm-hmm. it yeah. fits it sounds good it 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 gives me like emotions but um Mm -hmm. i have no more ways of describing it (laughs) (laughs) that's it just beeps
3: and boops that's valid
4: (laughs) Uh,
3: yeah heather says that music is life for her so she has the exact opposite reaction (laughs) yeah I think for me, especially when listening to music in a language that I don't immediately understand the lyrics, Mm -hmm. it becomes a lot more about like, especially if you're putting it in a series, like the way it fits into the scene um, Mm -hmm. and, and the way it is invoked throughout the series. And I think that's especially why Why Don't You Stay is probably my favorite that came out of the show, just because, I mean, they knew how to use it at all the right parts of the show, even down to, like, um, Kim singing it to Shay at the end and, like, Jeff singing live and, like, having his live vocals and included in the show as well. Like, oh, it just makes me feel things.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah, I love the song yeah. that Barcode sings, too. His was so cute. Mm -hmm. It was so fitting.
4: Jeff always makes me feel things, so.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we know what kind of things
4: (laughs) Jeff makes you feel,
3: Pixie. A range of emotions.
4: (laughs) (laughs) A range. Yeah.
3: Okay, so I feel like we have to get into talking about the pairings in the show. Um. I'm curious, like, I want to compare to some of our predictions and the way we talked about them um, in our Kim Porsche predictions episode that we did. Um, so, in our predictions, Pixie was most excited for Kim Shay. Kayla was most intrigued by Ken and Porsche's dynamic. And then I was intrigued but not sure about Vegas Pete. Um, yeah, I feel like. My controversial opinion in this series is that I did not care about Vegas Pete. And it's not that I didn't (laughs) like their storyline. It's not that I thought it was gross or thought that it was inappropriate or I don't even know what words people use to describe it, but I just didn't feel any attachment to them. And I don't know if it's because it didn't start until 10 episodes into the show and I couldn't like i don't know i just didn't i wasn't excited about it i hadn't read the vegas pete portion of the novel so like they just didn't do anything for me and i i can see pixie like (laughs) waiting to jump (laughs) in and be like
4: Like, okay listen (laughs) pete vegas there was so much potential and i i'm sort of like attached to the potential of the couple Mm -hmm. Which is really sad because it sort of fell flat. And the reason why it fell flat for me is because it wasn't hardcore enough. They softened <laughs> it too much. It was too little. Like, if you're going to fucking torture someone, then just torture them. What the <laughs> fuck was that?
0: You know yeah. what? I think I agree with that because one of my big complaints about this series is that I don't think Vegas is a good villain.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think
0: he's evil enough. Mm-hmm. So, I do actually agree. They should with have gone all
4: <laughs> out. People were complaining anyways, just do it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they um they really like wanted to kind of loop Vegas into that morally gray area with the rest of the characters, but from what I know, he's not supposed to be a morally gray person. Um I mean, this is only going, like, the the synopsis and what I do, like, some of the spoilers I've read about their chapters. Um, And I do know that based on... I read, like, this long-ass spoiler that one of our listeners gave us about, like, the whole how the torture goes down and the way it impacts, like, Pete and Vegas. And I feel like they definitely gloss over a lot of that in order to get to the more... um, I still don't really know if I would call it romance between them, Um, but the more like them kissing and having sex and having feelings for each other part of the story, because I mean, the torture really only did last one episode Um, and then, you know, they were fucking. Um, And I feel like from what I know about the novel, um, there was a lot more psychological impact on Pete from what happened and the torture that he went through that I feel like we didn't get to see. I mean, we saw him having they inner went turmoil from
4: shocking him to suddenly having sex the next day. Like it, it does it isn't <laughs> yeah. believable. And like, I really enjoyed um, Pete when he was getting like shocked and everything, and he just like this. Mm. Sorry,
3: Bear
4: is not like,
3: this having it sick, today. Sick,
4: sick, um. Expression on his face, like, like sadistic, mm-hmm. like laughing, uh, s- s- like he's uh, sort of enjoying the torture, but not at the same time. Mm. Like there was a lot of emotions going on in that face at that moment. I really enjoyed that, and and seeing all of that, and not like that. I want people to go through that. We're talking about fantasy here, right, so right, don't right, get right, me right. wrong. But I I I I think it's interesting dynamic that isn't shown like in Mm -hmm. shows and and they could have done so much with it but they pussied out Mm. (laughs) i'm just they did they fluffed it down it could have been so good
3: yeah i i do think it was another like victim to timing because i yeah what the Vegas Peak story didn't really start until like 10 episodes into a 14 episode series. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, you know, if they made that choice consciously thinking again about setting up for a second season and where their story might go there. But I feel like at this point they're already past the point of like the complex dynamics of their relationship and they ended them on like a very lovey dovey note. So I don't know how they would go back into that if they did do a second season for them um or do a second season and include them all right who do we want to talk about next Ken and Porsche Kim and Shay
4: who do you guys have feelings about Kim and Shay really disappointed me like it was such a disappointment like it again it had potential <laughs> but i'm just like give me something more what ha- even <laughs> happened in this show none of the romances are given like the proper time to
3: <laughs>
4: except for kid and porsche
3: because they were having the time of their lives while everyone else
4: was they were going suffering through every stage like honeymoon <laughs> stage like every jobs in a, in a helicopter in stage helicopter. <laughs> fucking inside, um... like that. <laughs> What's it called? Jacuzzi?
3: Sauna. Oh, the bathtub or the pool? The pool, pool scene? Yeah, the, everywhere. Yeah. The faded pool scene? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Um, what do you yeah. I mean, in this series? <laughs> I mean, they were definitely the only pairing that I feel like had a full arc, and I would hope that at least them as the main pairing had a full arc. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Shay. I don't know how to feel about it. I did not. I was not happy with Kim. I did not like him manipulating this poor little baby and using his feelings for him to try and get to the bottom of the mystery of his parents' death, which in the end, him going through all that, like, Kim lock Holmes, was all those scenes, <laughs> it wasn't even him who, like, revealed anything at the end. So, like, that felt kind of pointless to me. And, like, he used Shay for all of that. And... I feel like him singing as much as I love why don't you say I feel like him singing his little song at Shay and going and knocking drugs out of his hand at a bar is like not an apology for using and taking advantage of a child's feelings for you.
4: It could have been so good. It could have been so good. <laughs> but they sort of they started out good. And then they just like fumbled the ending. Yeah
3: i i don't even feel bad like i'm not even upset that it ended on a very like open-ended note because i feel like in a show like this i would not expect every couple to have a happy ending i just feel like kim is not in my good books and if they were going i'm, I'm <laughs> almost glad they didn't have a happy ending because it would have felt rushed to me and i would have felt like i would not have been happy with them being together because like yeah kim was looking out for him but like and protecting him when shit was going down in the final episode, but, like, what's the point if you're not gonna face him, and, like, own up to the shit you did, and, like, properly apologize for it?
4: I mean, the character of Kim just confuses me. I don't, they didn't properly explain him. Yeah, I was a bit confused by his purpose as well. In a psychology sense, like, the, the Character just confuses me. Like, there's, it makes yeah. no sense what's what he's doing. Like, I I understand what they were going for, mm. but they didn't. Like, they should have mm. had like a psychologist on the director team to make
3: it. <laughs> I feel like they didn't give him a good motivation for like why he was so invested in finding out what happened with. Yeah, what's right, with the poor. Porsche and Porsche's parents' death. Like, I get, like, he eventually got intrigued with it when he found out his dad was involved. But, like, at first he was, like, weirdly obsessed obsessed with Porsche. And then he brought Shay into it to find out information about Porsche. And then obviously caught feelings for Shay. But, yeah, I just feel like it's just, like, he did not... Yeah, they didn't do a good job with his motivation. And I just, like, the whole time... They, even when they were having their cute moments, I was just like, Shay, honey, let me protect you. Let me put you in my pocket and keep you safe from this from this man who was taking advantage of your <laughs> innocent little feelings and his little shrine on the wall and taking advantage of knowing <laughs> that Shay had had those like intense feelings for him, which just made me sad.
0: Yeah, I I think it might be because Kim was kind of like a shallow character, but I couldn't take him seriously at all. So in turn, I didn't take any of the Kim-Shay scenes seriously (laughs) and just, like, cracked jokes and laughed the whole time because I was like, this is so ridiculous. Like, it's true that we never find out, like, what his actual motivations are. At first, Mm -hmm. I thought that it it was him trying to, like, expose his own family, like, legally, Mm -hmm. like, getting them arrested or something, but then he just kind of... It feels yeah. like he starts stuff and then he doesn't finish it. The same thing with like um Oh my gosh, what else did? The same thing with him going into the bar and like yeah, <laughs> tossing the drugs out of show. Porsche's hand and then he was like, "Dude, like, why, you... <laughs> why, why did you
4: Why did you come? That?
0: Why did you come there and then not even try harder than that to stop Porsche from spiraling?" It like he starts a task and then he doesn't finish it, which makes him i think so funny like his shitty detective work just like having this emotionless demeanor towards porsche like it
3: all is just so funny i can't take it seriously so i didn't take their couple seriously My favorite thing was all the nicknames that people came up with. Like, there was Kim Locke Holmes. And then when he was actually at university, he was Kimbert Einstein. And then when he was on stage, he was Kimler Swift. Like, people were coming up with, like, all all these, like, random-ass nicknames for him. For his different personas that he had. I I
4: really don't understand what the character was doing in the story at all, plot-wise. No clue. he, He did nothing for the plot.
3: Oh, that's that's like kind of like I was so frustrated that like and this is kind of a spin off, like the only time we saw like all of the brothers together was when they thought their dad died and they were sitting on the couch together. Like I wanted to see more obviously we saw a lot of Kim Kin and Kun's family dynamic, um, and how they interact with each other since they were both at the house, but like we only got a glimpse of tan and Kim. And we got an even smaller glimpse of Kin and Kim. So, like, I was kind of frustrated that, like, they didn't bring him into... And I know his whole thing is, like, he wants to be separate from the family. And so he lives on his own. But, like, I feel like that would have given him more motivation and complexity if we saw a bit more of, like, his relationship with his brothers and his dad on top of that. Because he also barely interacted with his father. So, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt like he was, like, doing all this to, like, expose his family or whatever. But, like, we didn't actually see why he would have yeah. this relationship I mean, with Tan-Gun his family. I
4: had more of a, like, plot presence than Kim had. And that Ten- really... Tan was
3: true. the smartest person on this show.
4: I don't even yeah, care. 100%. Like, he
3: was smarter than everyone. And they wrote him off as the crazy one. But he was mm-hmm. the only one that had, like, any common sense and actually thought with his brain... Yeah. Kim thinks with his dick and Kim just does whatever the fuck he wants. So like <laughs> Sancun oh. was the only one that was smart. And I will yeah. I will Give stand him by that. A gun. Give yeah, that man a gun. <laughs> yep. <sighs> oh yeah. 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 I feel like in terms of Kim Porsche, like I feel like they were the like I said, the only ones that actually had like a well-rounded arc in terms of their relationship and the ups and downs. And obviously they were the main characters, So I guess that's, you know, what we'd hope for. But I know I feel like they were the ones that like I could thoroughly enjoy because they were given the most exposition in terms of everything with their relationship for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I don't even have a lot (laughs) to say about them because like I just enjoyed watching them and I enjoyed watching the romance and the complications around it and everything like that
4: they do have great chemistry yeah. together as well so it just yeah they fit it the roles perfectly there's not much to say honestly yeah
3: yeah and then um tie tay time and tem don't even know what happened there <laughs> i don't really understand what the point of was putting all of them like in the thruple and all of the promotional images when you saw the only time we saw the three of them like in the same frame was in that bar scene and like the third episode and like one of them like reaches out and brushes Tem I think shoulder and I was like that was that I guess that's supposed to imply the start of something but like I mean they were not there <laughs> uh, they didn't it, no. in the show at all <laughs>
4: They probably originally had a plan for them, then just like, figured out that they didn't and have the it. time to put it in there. So and it didn't Maybe. make like honestly, that would if they put more of them in there, it would make more sense than Kim and Porsche.
3: I mean, they were at probably. least like felt closer connected to the main characters than mm-hmm. Kim did. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like yeah. so weird that they promoted them only for the thruckle to be non-existent and all three of the characters as a whole. I mean, I remember like Heather was timing the amount of times that like Tay and Time would show up if they got like more than like 60 seconds of screen time when they were in an episode. So, <laughs> and that's the downfall of having 8 million men in a series is that right. right? <laughs> and no matter how much, how equally you promote them, there's no way for them to get equal like development and screen time in the series. Yeah. So,
4: I do yeah. think like it felt like they chose to put more of Kin and Porsche in the episodes and cut more of like the side stories. I, I, like the main storyline was good, yes, but. On it, there are things there that could have been cut down
0: mm-hmm. I agree with that mm-hmm. yeah one of my critiques was that sometimes the pacing felt a little off so like there would be like one or two episodes where I was like I think we could speed this along a little more but on the opposite mm-hmm. side there were like one or two episodes where I was like maybe slow this down and get more <laughs> everything of everything happening this at like once. side thing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah.
3: so it fluctuated. Yeah yeah yeah. it feels like the show was really a victim of having so much to do but not I guess pacing out how they wanted to do it well I think that would probably Mm -hmm. be my biggest critique of it in terms of like the timing and what was too much and what wasn't enough and who was developed and who wasn't Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I I think that would probably be my, my main critique of it um um so discussing a bit more about outside the show, like Beyond Cloud as a production company. Um, it seems like they have a lot of plans to like keep the Kim Porsche hype going for as long as possible. Um, the biggest thing being like the world tour, which I really don't know what to feel about it. <laughs> um, I I saw this tweet that was like, be boys don't need to go on tour if all they're gonna do is sing and dance and not do like I any little that. skits <laughs> or conversation or anything like that um and obviously we don't know like what this tour is gonna be obviously there's gonna be some music involved because we've seen them rehearsing and they put on like some performances at press cons and stuff like that but it's just like not ever what i expected to come from this series like the k-popification of the ken porsche cast was like (laughs) it's
4: always confused me (laughs) honestly like fan meets for bl boys in general really confuse me like I, i i understand that people enjoy them and everything but it's so confusing why they exist because what are these boys doing especially now that um the whole fan service they did in like the earlier days aren't uh, seen as, like, as good nowadays, like, forcing actors to be all whatever on stage. People are yeah. mm-hmm, not so happy about that anymore. But I don't get it. But that that's probably just me. I, I honestly, I would never use money for something like that. I understand that a lot of people are really hyped about it. I just... I. I can't get into it.
3: No. I just like don't know what to expect. And I'm like, if it's going to be like a concert concert, um, I don't know that all of these people have musical ability. And so that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Um, if it's going to be kind of like a mix of concert and fan meet, because like obviously no know people like Jeff can sing, Mile is into music and perth dabbles in like piano and sings a little bit. So there are people that are musically inclined in the cast, but I I don't imagine that all 16 of them are like going to be doing a little song and dance on the stage and doing it well. <laughs> so um <laughs> I'm interested to see like if I doubt that the tickets would be reasonably priced, but like I would low key be curious about going just to see like what it's like. I do think I'll probably watch the live stream of the concert, although they said it's like a four and a half hour concert, and and I don't know if I have like the capacity what? for all of that. What <laughs> That's so um, long? So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um. Yeah, what? I yeah. I, I like just, the I'm not cl- sure concept it. of
0: it, like um yeah just the concept I think is really exciting because I like when the cast interact I like their chemistry Mm -hmm. together yeah and have become like a fan of a lot of them but that's a lot of time to take up singing and dancing badly (laughs) and I I love cringe too I really love cringe But even for me, I I just don't know how they're gonna fill up that time unless they do do skits or like some kind of really long Q and A.
4: Fight on stage or something (laughs) like that. Choreographed fight on stage.
3: (laughs) 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 I can't handle like golf pole dancing 2.0. So uh, I'm not gonna lie, like (laughs) that. (laughs) There was that like performance they did at a press con where like bible performed and he like ripped his clothes off at some point like that felt cringy <laughs> to me and like I know it people is. were freaking out over that but like I don't know if I could handle watching that for four and a half hours so like if it was gonna be that type of thing I don't know
4: <laughs> like how is like the translation going to happen and I'm if you're gonna watch it in True. Thai and with live translation, isn't that gonna mentally like exhaust you, especially with four hours of that? Like I yeah, I, I feel know. like one hour of I, watching that. I live feel stressed for the so whoever's yeah, translating
3: that in advance, honestly, for four hours of live sub subbing, that's that's an intense gig for whoever's going to be
4: subbing that. Um, I don't yeah. mind subs. I do have problems with live subs because my brain just i i can't
3: like connect yeah that makes sense yeah i'm i'm like intrigued by it but i don't know i feel like i don't have the highest expect i don't know because i'm the same as you kayla like i really like the cast and like i feel like if it's more like skits and their interactions and q a and stuff like that it could be a really cool experience but If it's just, like, a concert, I don't know what to think about it. But, yeah. It seems like Beyond Cloud is, like, really trying to establish... I don't even know what they're trying to establish with the cast of Kim Porsche. But, like, they just signed um, Jeff to their, like, label officially. So he's now under Beyond Cloud for, like, his acting and, and music. So, yeah. It feels like they're trying to really establish, like... Uh, produ- like a GMM TV or Domundi style like group of yeah. actors under their production. So, I think Pixie would like it if we got a Zatai BL style <laughs> opening. <laughs> I <laughs> opening.
1: I think I would credits.
3: like it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be what would intrigue Pixie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Funny. I feel like Slot Machine, Heather's saying in the chat, I wonder if we'll get Slot Machine. I feel like they'll definitely probably Ooh. make an appearance at the tie. They should. At, like, at the Tiling concert, which, like, that would be pretty awesome. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how <laughs> we it goes. See. <laughs> we'll report um, on it. Yeah, once it happens in a couple weeks. Okay, so final thoughts for Kim Porsche. My final question that I have is, did it live up to the hype for you?
4: So, I, like, I wasn't hyped to begin with. Yeah, you um, had, like,
3: a lot of skepticism going into it with everything that happened, so that's fair.
4: I think it delivered. I think there were issues. Obviously, when you like something, you should be able to, like, tell what's wrong with it. Um, So, I I think it was good, I liked it, and I think it's one of the better ones that's come out. Um, At the same time, I think there are issues with the story, and I really, really hope they haven't, like, done this whole season two shit. But, but Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think it really set a precedent in terms of themes and productions and marketing. Like I, I do think they've done a really good job with like their marketing on all of those aspects. And overall, I, I really enjoyed the series as a whole. Um, I feel like it's definitely like overhyped is not the right word, but I feel like I, towards the end started to get fandom fatigue. Whereas like, Mm i i almost feel like i had to watch the episodes without interacting with the fandom because i feel like that was taking me out of the experience um yeah. and that's that was going to happen with any show that is as big as kin porsche was so that's not the show's fault but yeah. overall i mean i think i think they delivered like pixie said what they what they said they were going to deliver it, it might have fallen flat in some parts but It's definitely not something we've ever seen before, I think, in the BL realm. And for that, I think it lived up to what it said it would do. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I'm like the same with not having any expectations going in. But I think it lived up to, I guess, at least my expectations that grew over time. I really enjoyed it, even if some of it was kind of messy... Um, plot wise or some things weren't fully developed overall I still really looked forward to watching it every week. Yeah. Um I agree with that. yeah, like there are there are a couple things that I'm like Uh, eh, I wasn't like crazy about, but I think that in the end I kept watching it for like Kin, Porsche and Company <laughs> company being like (laughs) porsche tankoon and the
4: bodyguards
3: (laughs) that's valid
4: yeah i mean there are some like really iconic moments from the Mm -hmm. show for sure like i will never forget like headless perth that
0: (laughs) oh that was great actually
1: (laughs) oh what did that came out of (laughs) nowhere
0: That was great. That was a great Uh, (laughs) mm
1: send-off.
3: Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I mean, I think it's a show that's going to set a different standard and be talked about for a long time. So Mm
1: -hmm.
3: um, I'm glad that we got it, and I'm I'm glad that I watched it, and I'm glad that it was cast and ended up being able to come into production after all of the the issues that it had with Filmania and early on. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I yeah it was good I liked it I liked it a lot overall Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. okay and that's it for our episode this week what are your thoughts about Kim Porsche did it live up to the hype for you guys Um, leave a comment down below or tag us on our social media and let us know our thoughts and let us know your thoughts um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Sharing this episode with your friends really helps us out a lot. And thank you guys for joining us this week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hi.
4: When I've seen him, like outside of acting. He looks like, like, he seems like the cutest guy ever, but it, with the acting, mm, no, no. <laughs> no. I just,
3: yeah, I don't you. know that this is, yeah, I don't know that this is <laughs> the right role for him. <laughs>